And welcome to Tearsheet Live on LinkedIn Live. I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief. And joining me is Steve Naughty, Head of WISE Platform. And we're going to be talking about WISE's new correspondence services that you launched alongside Swift. Welcome, Steve. Hi, Zach. Thanks for, thanks for having me today. Welcome. And uh, thanks for joining us. And just uh, for our viewers out there, there seems to be a little bit of lag in the system. So please bear with us if, if you do encounter any, uh, any freezing up, just the... Uh, the joy of working online these days. Um, so, so Steve, first, tell me a little bit about your role um, at Wise. Yeah, so, so as you mentioned, I'm, I'm managing director of, of Wise Platform. Uh, you, yourself, and and the listeners today may may be mostly familiar with Wise for our, our consumer apps and our products for small businesses, uh, where we are building the best way to send, receive, spend, and manage your money around the world. Uh, and we provide these to over 16 million customers today. And that's kind of the core of where WISE has come from. In the last few years, though, we've started launching WISE Platform, which is the part of the business I look after. And that's taking all of this infrastructure that we've built to make those products and serve those 16 million customers and allow others, so banks, large enterprises, fintechs, to leverage that infrastructure so they can build their own products for their own customers in their own existing products, helping take all the uh, experiences we've learned, the benefits of WISE, right to where those customers already are, to the tools they're using every day. The B2B to C side of the business. B2B to C, B2B to B, B2B to X, all the, all the B2B to something. All the B2Bs. Um, and is WISE for banks part of that? Have you Is that a subset of, of the WISE platform? Yeah, we we mostly you know target target banks at this solution. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's an area where uh, banks have, have historically struggled to to build really really awesome products for their customers here. Uh, you know, held back whether it's by some of their legacy infrastructure, uh, some of the the uh, uh, services that are available on the market, and that's where we really want to help. Lots of customers join Wise because uh, we can give them a, a better service than their bank. The whole aim of Wise Platform is to help the banks give that same, if not better, service to those customers from within their banking app. And what has traditionally been the hurdle in terms of that? Sounds like a very straightforward proposition. I think most banks would admit, you know, that um, they don't have, you know, the top technology like Wise does in in, in cross border payments. Uh, but what would if you were speaking to a bank and you know integrating Wise there using the APIs? Like, what, what were some of the pushback? What was some of the feedback you'd get there? Yeah, if you if you go to a bank as we have been historically and say, you know, here, here's a fantastic API that lets you build build a product. Um, some some banks is changing fast, but some still struggle to support API based uh, integrations. Okay, perhaps some of the core, some of the legacy infrastructure they're using. Isn't, isn't yet set up to really plug in third parties. This is changing very fast, but that has historically been a, been a bit of a blocker. But even if you can, it's a, it's a technical project and it's competing against the other- All the other projects. 200, yeah. 300 projects that that bank wants to, to, to do. And the thing you have to remember about most banks is they're inherently domestic. They're serving a primarily domestic use case. If you think about how you use, you know, most people use their bank, it's for, you know, a current account, uh, loans, mortgages, credit cards, cr cross-border, whether that's sending, receiving, or managing, is it, typically a secondary uh, a priority or a secondary feature. 
So you can have a, an amazing product, an amazing solution, but it's competing against some of this core fundamental improvements the bank wants to make to their core offering. So um, yeah, that's what that's what we've been trying to change, as you mentioned, with the uh, the collaboration we started with, with with Swift and some of the other products to help help make this even easier for banks to get access to this technology. Right. That was really what I was getting at was understanding the 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 sort of the tension there or the friction in terms of being able to to roll out these partnerships. Integrating with something that banks are already integrated with makes a lot of sense. So maybe you can tell us about what the Wise Correspondent Services is and 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 what it would enable banks to do. Yeah, I mean what we've like I said, what we've worked with with banks on this is is large banks as well, you know, the, mm -hmm. the large banks in uh, Indonesia, Bank of Andiri. In South mm -hmm. Korea, Shinhan Bank, uh, as well as many of the world's largest neo banks, Monzo in the UK, N26 in Europe. We've been working to serve them for a while, but what we've really uh, uh, announced recently and, and are trying to move into is, as you say, I talk about as speaking the bank's own language. Right? Mm -hmm. Already integrated into this network called SWIFT, which many, many listeners may be familiar with, which is the typical interbank uh, messaging network for, for cross border payments. And rather than saying to banks, you now need to come and speak our language, you need to integrate our API and talk to us in our language, we're saying we'll come and listen to your language. Just route these Swift messages to WISE instead of you know, your existing correspondent or uh, uh, maybe it's a new currency you want to add, add WISE as a new correspondent. And we'll process those payments using our infrastructure. So you get the same speed, the same low cost, the same uh, over 99% straight through processing rate, all those same benefits, but without the need for a major technical project. We call it going easy as live is as easy as, going live is as easy as a configuration change. Um, have you gotten some early feedback beyond those those you know, the customers you just described speaking to traditional banks that have that have um, become aware of 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 the integrations into Swift? Definitely. I mean, we we announced this uh, at at Cybos, which is mm -hmm. the, the Swift conference where you know the, all the banks from around the world uh, attend. So we got to speak to hundreds of banks that week and and get get real time feedback, which was nice. So a lot of excitement, a lot of interest, uh, definitely moves a whole number of conversations forward quite fast. And we do have our first first partner starting to go live with this now. Uh, not not yet announced. I'm, I'll, you'll be the first to know, Zach. But uh, 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 first partners coming through and a very healthy uh, uh, list beyond that. Yeah. So so definitely people have seen this is very exciting and a very uh, practical way to help them get access to these benefits at very rapid speed without this becoming a major project. Um and is there a revenue model based in working with Wise, the Wise platform for for traditional financial institutions? Yeah, I mean, what what we see ourselves is is as infrastructure, right? So mm -hmm. we will charge a fee for our infrastructure, as with any other correspondent, you know, a fee for for making those payments. Mm -hmm. uh, banks own that relationship, with and their then customers. they can charge whatever they want on their end. That's their revenue model for their mm -hmm. for their customers to work out what strategy they're they're trying to trying to proceed. So. We just have pretty pretty simple fee based structure. Yeah. Interesting. And um, can you tell us about some of the improvements you made through the the Wise Network? I know I am a Wise customer. I always say that whenever I interview you guys. Like, Absolutely. so we, we use it for our small business at Tearsheet, but um, more and more we use it for for payroll. We we have employees around the world, and um, I, I'm noticing more and more of those payments are happening instantly. Um, it's really wild because it's like, whoa, you know, that used to take you know three or four days. 
um, at least. It's, it's, always, it's always mind blowing when uh, when you click send and then your phone is buzzing for a payment on the other side of the world before you before your screen's even refreshed. It's, that feedback it's loop is is it's, it's, it feels so powerful, you know. Yeah, we now we're now at sixty percent of our mm -hmm. payments uh, across buys globally are are instant end to end, and when we say instant, we mean sent, processed, all financial crime checks run sent and received and available to the beneficiary in less than 20 seconds. That's our, our, our bar for, for instant. So 20 seconds, 60% of payments are now instant, uh, which, as you say, keeps getting more and more every every quarter. A couple of quarters ago, it was near 50%. Now we're up to 60. Um, as we keep investing in our infrastructure and as the infrastructure around the world keeps getting faster, uh, this number is going going up increasingly quickly as well. So, I mean, one of the things that we've reported about, have been reporting at, at Tearsheet is like, obviously there's there's multiple new um, platform systems, whether it's real-time payments in the US, the competing systems there, networks, um, whether it's Swift, you know, the new upgrades with Swift or whatever. It sounds like Wise Platform at least positions yourself, as you described, Steve, as, as an infrastructure player. So it's not like, you're not the channel per se, you sit on top of existing channels, right? Is that how, you, right. how you're describing it? Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and our, our aim is really optionality, right? So as you mentioned, there's lots of these new schemes around the world, whether it's it's new instant domestic payment schemes, it's uh, the increasing usage of uh, customers in parts of the world to use mobile wallets to manage manage their money more than, more than bank accounts, uh, the rise of things like payments to debit cards. What we want to do is, is be plugged into all of these pieces of infrastructure, right? And, and giving the best, using the best possible rail for, the problem we're trying to solve for that particular customer or payment, uh, but have that access and give our partners, these banks, that optionality, right? If you have an amazing correspondence set up today that's working really well, it's super fast, super cheap, amazing, keep, keep using it, but there's probably currencies you're not yet supporting. There's problems in your existing network where you're not getting the service or speed or price point that you want, or you don't have access to some of these, these new rails, whether that's certain instant schemes or or mobile bullets or cards. And that's really the problem we're trying to solve is say, we're not gonna uh, replace everything, but we want to increase optionality on the on, on the network and via, via uh, tools like Swift to help these banks offer their customers the best possible solution to the problem that they're trying to solve. So going back to that question I asked you before, Steve, about um, the hurdles that, that some financial institutions might have, um, you've taken away the technical integration or the deep te technical integration they'd have to go. But how have you gotten any feedback or seen anything that works in terms of, I can imagine I'm the product manager inside one of those banks and I, I want to elevate and you know the importance of this project within that 200 project list that you were describing before. What what works beyond taking away the technical lift? Is there is there anything else you've seen to be able to say, hey, this deserves to be you know priority 10, five, not 200? Yeah, the, the most successful partnerships we do are where there's a very clear problem to solve, right? Mm -hmm. first, first of all, there's a, it's very easy to kind of uh, go into something with a, an idea that something could be better, but really articulating what is it we're trying to trying to make better for, for customers and, and how can we use this to, to do that? Um, and we've got some really, really interesting examples here. So um, whether it's helping the likes of uh, Deal with their global payroll, uh, which is, is, is you mentioned a, an increasing use case, right? Mm -hmm. um, this, this is, is people that contractors, freelancers that want to get paid immediately, right? I've done the work. I want to get my money now, not 
end of the month in some other payroll cycle in five days, right? So really kind of helping them say, uh, your customer feedback is, is people want money quicker. They want money sooner. As soon as that project is done, I need to get paid. I don't want to get a monthly monthly withdrawal or something that's going to take a week. And that customer feedback is really the driver of the project, right? And that when you see you launch this and it goes live and you hear via the partner, the feedback they get now, it's always really exciting to hear how uh, excited that's made their customers, right? So uh, it's really trying to find that specific problem to, to address and then figure how we can use this infrastructure to solve to solve that problem. And that's often what brings this right up the priority list, right? Is is being able to articulate what this end state looks like and why this is going to help help solve. Um, but again, a lot of it is also streamlining. Um, we've, we've done this quite a lot now. We work with, with 80 banks around the world. Um, and we've been able to uh, really streamline things like the compliance due diligence we need to do on each other, right? Uh, we know what they're going to ask us. We know what we're going to ask them and really making that uh, as smooth a process as possible to go as quickly as possible, right? And having a track record of being able to do these implementations quickly really helps de-risk uh, the project, shorten the timelines and, and find a, a good space in that roadmap to, to execute on this. It's interesting because your wise has built, you know, its core, its roots, its you know, ethos is in B2C, and it's a different skill set to build a B2B platform. And um, both from technology point of view, but also like from a sales and distribution point of view. And it's like it's been interesting watching you guys like mature in that in that realm and be able to service some of these top guys. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. There has to be a problem to solve, otherwise, you know, it, it, you know, an integration for international payments could be relegated continuously, you know, relegated to the bottom of that of that list. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And and it's where we're also in quite a fortunate position, as you mentioned, with that B2C or B2B background. Um, we have a lot of learnings from serving these customers directly. So we're, we work quite closely with our partners, not to just say, you know, here's the infrastructure, go use it, but to bring as much of the learnings we've had, the learnings from serving these 16 million customers ourselves right we know the problems they face we know in this flow this is where you're going to hit a conversion problem or where customers are going to be confused and be contacting your support teams right our, we've faced this so our recommendation is to to tweak this and change it like this it's your flow it's your experience it's, it's up to you what you do with it but as it's quite powerful as a partner being able to bring those learnings through to help not just have some nice infrastructure, but use it in the way to build that best possible experience and really solve that problem. So uh, uh, it's really actually quite handy and interesting having that B2C, B2B background uh, that lets us bring all of those insights through. Right, we've actually seen um, quite a few European companies start with the, their their bones and, and the technology in B2C and, and use the learnings there, maybe even having their own bank before they eventually sort of evolved into a technology platform, but it was it was very much the learnings of owning the actual financial institution underneath it enabled them to really understand what what other financial institutions would be dealing with. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, and I, I spoke to a colleague of yours recently. We've been doing a lot of reporting on on Gen Z and and sort of the pull that they have on modern financial services, and it seems like at least in the tear sheet audience over the past year. I would call it an awakening. There's been an awakening. This is how slow the, the financial services industry moves around Gen Z and 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 the potential that that industry has and 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 how 
And then understanding or self-awareness of how far away some banks are in, in terms of being able to service that demographic. Um, is that play a role here? You're seeing in financial institutions, is are they looking for you know, more modern tools to be able to offer to their customers that are used to using a, a wise, you know, in, in, in a customer standpoint? Yeah, I think one of the trends that we've seen a lot of is uh, the consumerization of lots of traditionally boring or business banking services, right? So uh, um, whether it's it's Gen Z or millennials or whatever, whatever generation, but you have a, a set of individuals who have become used to a very different set of experiences in their personal lives, right? Mm -hmm. I say I can uh, order a, a taxi and be halfway across the city from my phone in a few minutes or have food in London delivered from anywhere in the world in just, just a few minutes, right? And that's the kind of experience that people have come to expect from, from their business tools as well, whether that's their bank or their payroll provider, their spend management platform, et cetera. So we've seen uh, a, a lot of focus from um, uh, these, these providers in that experience, right? An area that was probably less traditionally important in, in the past uh, that's driven by, you know, this just wave of incredible consumer uh, product experiences being uh, setting the bar for what a business tool, business experience looks like as well. Um, and, and I think we, we, we see quite a lot of that, whether that's driven by a certain demographic or, or not, I don't, I'm not sure is so, so specific, but it's definitely been an awakening to um, the expectations customers have on, on payments that is driven by the, the services they get in their day-to-day -day life, right? The same speed, the same quality, the same ease of experience. Uh, people don't want to wait wait a week or have to contact and go into a branch and all of this stuff. It's not it's not going to work anymore. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that. We've had a lot of guests sitting in your seat, you know, talk about Netflix and Amazon and the impact that has had on the consumer and 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 then a growing expectation that other firms and apps should you know understand me as well as as the, as those apps do. Um, I have another question for you in terms of as you're thinking about extending Wise services out onto the platform, out into these financial institutions. Um, is it just the international payments or some of the, are you also sh sharing or integrating some of the ancillary services that you guys have launched over the past couple of years? I, I'm just thinking like investing or, or whatever it may be. Um, I could see them being maybe competitive or some friction there with the bank's own services, but is their intention to include more? Yeah, our, our aim is that everything we build at, at WISE for ourselves, it should be available to our, our partners. Right, that's kind of the, the the whole the whole purpose of the infrastructure strategy. So, you know, we have worked with with partners on um, other products, whether that's you know card issuing, uh, receive flows, some of the the, the collection uh, uh, products that we built for ourselves. There's definitely more we want to do there. More we are doing there. Uh, some of our newer products, like the the assets interest product, you know, we still need to figure how to how to take uh, to market via the platform. But the strategy is for for everything we build to be available to to partners, right? And we're building these things now internally with that partner first mindset that, you know, a bit like uh, uh, the AWS approach of if we build it for partners, we can use it ourselves, right? And uh, this has been a really interesting shift to see to see in the company. Really thinking, uh, if we're going to do this, what actually could it be used for beyond just our own customers? And you see people suddenly thinking and getting into all sorts of interesting use cases that uh, the, the the rails they're building could be used for. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely everything we do, we want to uh, we want to expose to partners as well. And 
as you think out into 2024, we're almost there already. It's amazing how, how this year has flown by. It's wild. Still feels like 2022. Um, what, what are some of your biggest priorities um, on the platform as, 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 as a leader um, in terms of rolling this out? Well, I, in general, I should ask. Yeah, I, look, I, I, the main thing we're, we're focused on and excited about is this, is this correspondence services product, right? Like we've seen the, we've seen the demand, we've heard the feedback, uh, we've seen the level of interest and excitement around this. And uh, most, most of our effort in 2024, it's going to be really rolling out, scaling, uh, 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 and supporting this product for an increasingly large number of, 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 of pretty major banks around the world. That's, that's our, our next, our next major uh, focus area. So how do we make sure we, we can scale these, scale with these partners? Give them that level of service and uh, uh, experience that them and their customers expect, uh, and scale this globally around the world as we as we talk to banks in in uh, you know 20, 30 different countries, all looking for uh, ultimately the same solution to the same problem, just with a, diff a different regional uh, 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 swing on things. Steve, thanks for joining us on this Tearsheet Live. Thank you so much for having. Thanks for your time. Nice to speak.